Hello, everybody, and welcome to Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This week, I am being joined by Kyle Bumstead, a broker farmer here at Allendale. And we're just going to take a peek at what he's looking at, knowing that we're doing our acreage survey right now for planting going forward, what he expects uh, here and now the countryside, as well as touch base a little bit on this cattle market and what is going on over there. Kyle, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah. So let's start off with this acreage survey we're going on right now. So when you're starting your planting season, what are you looking at in order to, if you're not obviously feeding cattle, you need to uh, grow a certain crop. What what would you be looking at in order to decide what you're going to be planting? Well, I think obviously number one is price. Uh, but number two, um, you know, previous crop, crop rotations, things like that, fertility, um, what's available out there for seed. Uh, different things like that. Okay, and uh, when you're going about your planning process, is this something that you've started well ahead of this time frame, or is it something you're still tweaking at this point in time? Uh, for sure, yeah. Most uh, most decisions were made, uh, and I say this tongue in cheek because I know there's still some people in Northern Plains that are still harvesting. Um, but most decisions were made, uh, you know, late last summer, early last fall. Um, and even last summer, you know, if forward sales were made up into this year, um, some of those decisions have already been dictated. But uh, there's there's some switching can go on in some of the, quote, fringe acres or mm-hmm. uh, the questionable acres. There could still be some switching going on there. And what percentage, uh, estimate, not anything exact, but what percentage would you think that is switching out in the countryside? For those fringe acres, what, what would you put for uh, estimation? That's a good question. It all depends on what the market does from here out on on the fringe acres, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's tough to put a. It's tough to throw a. It's tough to throw a number out there. I mean, you could say anywhere from, you know, twenty percent on up to thirty percent of the fringe acres could be switched yet, mm-hmm. or forty percent. Just depends on how the rest of the how the rest of the winter plays out here and how we get started up this spring planting. Mm-hmm. And if you were looking at it right now, say we pause this market for the next month. And we have the exact same circumstances. What what would you think is winning out at this point? Probably corn, just because uh, you know a lot of operations are set up to plant corn. A lot of operations, uh, you know, are set up to dry corn now in the northern plains, and uh, you know farmers just love to plant corn. Mm-hmm. So the whole expectation about all these corn acres coming into Coming to light, would you expect that to come to fruition here at the end of the month? I think there could be a lot of corn acres, yes, definitely, definitely. Okay, sounds good. Well, let's let's switch over to the other, the other reason I brought you in here is this cattle market. It has obviously just been falling out of bed. Um, I'm expecting you're going to say that a lot of it's due to this Dow and the financials, but can you touch base a little bit on what you know uh, with your experience in cattle on what's going on now? Um, take what I know with, uh, a grain of salt. There's a lot, a uh, lot smarter people out there than me. Um, but, uh, when you look at it, we had a kind of a combination of things setting up here going into the end of the year. Uh, you know, manage money was long. We just come back from the Holcomb fire and things, you know, we were down there kind of like we are now thinking, which way do we go? What do we do now? Where's this thing going? And, you know, you're trying to, work fundamentals versus money flow and you know money flow eventually won back then and we started shooting back up out of that mid to low 90 range and you know to the upper 120s as far as the april board goes and you know when the funds got long and they decided to start pulling the plug here um and the financial equity market started melting down 
they just kind of went along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And at this point, do you think that there's more downside? And another question I have for you is, what happens if coronavirus hits packing houses and you start to shut these things down? Do you think that's priced in yet? Um, that's that's another good question. I've often thought about that. Um, uh, I, I think they're... I've thought about that coronavirus issue in the back of my head as far as, you know, getting into a packing plant and and going through the workforce. And uh, I I think there's plenty of workforce out there to stand in for those that would be sent home. Um, But I do think that there's other forces that would try to use that to their advantage to uh, maybe get the cash market down lower. Personally, I think the board is way underpriced as far as both uh, live and feeder cattle. Um, it's not giving anybody a really good opportunity to do much as far as risk management at these levels. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very cautionary cautionary time we're in right now. Mm-hmm. So you're expecting, would you expect to see if these plants do just say get the rumor, would you expect a kind of Tyson fire move or would you expect more so just a subdued? Uh, move from here i think it would be a little bit more subdued um as we've known about this coronavirus for quite some time um and i'm believe me i'm not sticking up for anybody uh, i'm not not sticking up for uh, there's there's plans in place for this kind of stuff and even with that fire they should have a plan in place for that kind of stuff but the market hit it pretty fast and i think that with the spread of this happening like it is there should be uh you know some sort of protocol in place that if it were to happen and they were to shut down what do we do with supply and things like that where do do we go and i think that there's plenty of money being made right now that they're going to at all costs keep production going Mm -hmm. just as many as they can crank through there they're they're going to try to because they're making good money and uh you don't want to shut it down when it's making good money Mm-hmm. It costs too much to shut down. It costs too much to start back up. Yeah. I, n- I want to switch uh, gear a little bit, but you hear people talking about human coronavirus, animal coronavirus. Can you help clear that picture up for everyone listening to what the difference is and just a little bit more education on that side of things? I'm not a vet. I'm not a doctor, but my experience with it, I've seen it in baby calves and warm weather and, you know, you vaccinate them in warm weather and, you know, you take care of them, they pull through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's also Mother Nature. When it comes to livestock, you're going to have a certain percentage that doesn't make it just because it's out of your hands. And that's not necessarily due to coronavirus. That's due to any outside circumstances. But, um, you know, 75, 80 degree weather is going to cure a lot of this crap, I think, as far as, I mean, and that's what it does in livestock. And it's like they always say, little livestock needs warm weather and sunshine. Well, that's what people need now. They need warm weather and sunshine, and that might help a lot of our problems. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of issue about having to worry about coronavirus from one catching to the other or vice versa? Uh, it's a totally different strain of the virus and totally different from what I've read and what I've experienced with livestock, the symptoms don't match up. But like I said, I'm no vet and I'm no doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've, I've just seen some some worry out there about it and just want to clear that part up that it is different from 
the regular coronavirus you would see some years in cattle. Correct. Well, and like this strain in humans this year, it's different than the one that was going around last year. There was a coronavirus going around last year. It wasn't nearly publicized this much. And, uh, I mean, people got over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what you're saying is just like Ebola, AIDS, and all the other ones who are, we'll be fine in the long Like run. on every election year. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So what would your plan be going forward? Because I know there's a lot of people getting caught up in everything. So going forward, what are you kind of viewing? Are you looking more long-term or are you just kind of uh, sitting sitting more shorter term with your with your plans in the cattle market? Um. Most of it's long-term right now. Okay. It's being patient. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you've got you've to treat the market kind of like you do when you're working cows. You've got to be patient with it and don't rush into something. And eventually things do turn around, things do come back, and they do get better. Okay. And I want to pick your brain on also some of these outside markets. Uh what are your what are your views here for these energies? I know a lot of people they're looking at well most in January, but looking around this time frame to be locking in fuel costs. What are your viewpoints with that now? now that's a very good question, Mike. You bring up a, an excellent point. Um, it's uh, it's been brought. Uh, I know I've had that discussion with several producers, um, as well as fuel. Uh, what you call a fuel jobber, I guess, or the the fuel man in town, whatever people call him, uh, delivery guy. Um, there's been a lot of people locking in cash fuel needs for this spring. And uh, not only that, but, uh, you know, if you're running diesel pivots, a lot of people have locked in diesel fuel on that here on this drop down. Um, a lot of people were locking it in here a few weeks ago, and then heating oil went lower yet. Um, but that was out of, you know, nobody saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's even been some locking in a little bit for fall usage, too, when you're starting to use a lot more fuel as far as uh, harvesting. And if you do a lot of heavy tillage in the fall or fertilizer application, whatever your situation is, there's even some people locking in a little bit of fuel clear out there uh, based off those uh, deferred contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely look a lot better now than when you're putting you get together your game plan last fall, winter. Yeah, as, as far as the fuel goes. Now, I don't know as fertilizer is coming down that much because they've kind of got everybody, you know, no pun intended, but over a barrel when it comes to fertilizer right now um, because they know it's going to be needed and used here and uh, highly consumed. So I don't know as there's going to be much wiggle room to the downside on fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but fertilizer did kind of have a trend. It was kind of sideways to lower most of the winter. Interesting. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show and talking about all the – various ins and outs of the plans that farmers are looking at right now. Uh, But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung. Glad to be joined here by Kyle Bumstead this week. And uh, all you guys out there, have a great week. Thanks.